Here in the old Prefatorium, we gather Drew and my... (laughs) Pardon me. Drew and myself (laughs) to chat about show matters and read some recent comments to the show. I love recent comments. I do too. I love them even more than show matters, of which we have none. Zero, other than to, um, I mean, this won't pertain to this episode. Nick, a, you know, a while ago decided that <coughs> the percolator <laughs> would be, you know, divorced from the episode proper. Mm-hmm. And so any show matters that we talk about in the percolator really have no bearing on the percolator itself. Well, unless they are specific yeah. to the percolator. Unless we, like, you know, need to advise you about something that's going to happen yeah. in the percolator when Would, we get there. But usually what we're advising you on is what's happening in the episode proper this week. Yeah. Which is not this. No. <laughs> <laughs> that comes later. Yeah. But this, it's still awesome spooky month. It is. The wolves are still present. Yeah. So everyone be on your... Guard <laughs> or, or best behavior. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe spray yourself down with some like peppermint yeah. oil or oh, something. Yeah. They hate it. They hate it. Yeah. It sends them into a blind rage. Yeah. And they attack whatever they <laughs> see. Wait a minute. <laughs> if we're hanging out in here and the wolves are enraged, aren't they going to come after us? They might. We'll have to, hopefully, our discussions will keep them at bay. Mm hmm. Yeah, <laughs> there's no no place for rage in our discussion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we have two comments. Uh, one in response to uh, The Last Percolator from October 3rd, oh. when we talked about uh, a couple of movies. Uh, one that uh, Travis, listener Travis, former guest archivist Travis, is a huge fan of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm disappointed that we didn't get any feedback from oh, him gosh. regarding Halloween Town. Uh, but we did get a <clears throat> comment from Ashley. Who says Halloween Town really isn't all that bad? I was just young enough to enjoy it. It's incredibly saccharine, so it is pretty bad, but it's also <laughs> not bad. <laughs> she adds, Hocus Pocus, Hocus Pocus is the best. Drew doesn't know what he's talking about. She and I talked about Hocus Pocus the other night, and I realized, you know, Hocus Pocus just has no edge. Yeah. Like, it's totally, like, you know... Uh, Limp? Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, only th- the only edge that it has is Sarah Jessica Parker mm, um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> as a sexy witch. What about Yabos? Isn't that... Uh... A little edgy. What's Yabos? Uh, that's what uh, the little sister refers to uh, <laughs> the love interest, the teenage love interest's um, breasts as. <laughs> she says something like, my brother likes your Yabos oh, or boy. something like that. That is edgy. That's yeah. true. But by comparison, Ernest Scared Stupid is very edgy. True. Well, what about Halloween Town? I haven't seen that. So before. edgy they made four sequels, <laughs> two of which had subtitles. Oh, right. Yeah. Maybe it's the edgiest one. <laughs> that was the fifth one. Yeah, that, Halloween one, that Town. one's called Halloween Town. The, the edgiest one. <laughs> the shape. 
Uh, we also got a comment last week in response to our first awesome spooky month episode oh. this year. And that comment came from Mike Westfall. Mike Westfall. Yeah. Mike says the fictional Haddonfield, Illinois setting of the Halloween franchise was based on the very real Haddonfield, New Jersey, where I went to high school and, to my knowledge, wasn't murdered. (laughs) 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 I think it's fascinating. Like, um, so I've never, I don't believe that I've ever spent any time in New Jersey. Um, yeah. And I, I think I've only maybe driven through Philadelphia yeah. or flown over Philadelphia. Um, but so my, so my knowledge geographically of that region is even worse than it is like in general. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I'm terrible at like placing these things together, but I, um, what I know of Mike's, uh, <laughs> history yeah. in that part of the country yeah. uh, is, is so um, incredibly rich and potent in like the tiniest of ways. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and this uh, is just another uh, feather in that cap. It seems like all those cities are right next to each other. Yes. Yeah, right? like he... Uh, like walks out of high school onto a yeah, bridge yeah. <laughs> into Philadelphia. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then, like, he, at lunch, goes to Boston and then <laughs> to D.C. for a snack. And, you know, they're all food-based, apparently. Right. He just eats <laughs> <Yeah>. constantly. <laughs> but, yeah, it seems like... And so many horror-themed things seem to have come out of that area. Yeah. Well, I guess so many people who eventually worked on horror properties uh, came from there. Well, and we didn't mention this last week in the episode, but uh, Deborah Hill, who was one of the producing partners and co-writers of the original mm-hmm. Halloween, she is from Haddonfield. Which is there where you go. She names it from. New so, Jersey. Yes. Not Illinois. Not Illinois. Yeah. So, but why. she might have gone to the same high school that Mike did. Whoa. Yeah. You think they know each other? Probably. <clears throat> Likely she babysat Mike. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and to his knowledge, was never was murdered. not murdered. <laughs> uh, that is it for the comments. Yeah, thank you for both of those, Ash and Mike. Thank you. Have you heard anything about something that we might want to steep on? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, let's do it. The Percolator, previously mentioned, well pronounced, is a space of deliberation and uh, uh, pontification. Yes, yes. Here in the archive, we come bearing no really formed and thoughts. Uh, adjudicate. <laughs> I will marinate. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we technically do marinate here. That's right. As we are lowered into this uh, yeah. chamber. Ow, ow. It's hot. Very, very hot today. The thing is, if, you know, when Nick and Adam are here, it kind of evens the temperature out. Mm-hmm. They're not here, so it is hot. <laughs> it's also <coughs> rising higher. I feel like it's... Yeah, yeah. Ooh. 
Wait, yeah. no, it's lower. It uh, doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's lower. lower. Oh, and I'm cold. <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking about right now? Well, uh, I, you know, I, I have to assume that the marketing geniuses over at Warner Brothers listen to the show. Because they stands they to laid an egg right in our laps. Yeah. A golden egg. We know you guys are going to be recording Today. the day. Yeah, we want you to have something. Here's a little news. <laughs> a follow-up of sorts to your last right? percolator. Yeah, that's yes. right. Right. Yeah. We've learned exclusive, exclusive. Exclusively. <laughs> <laughs> exclusive scoop <laughs> by the archive. We've learned that James Gunn, writer, director of... Such films as Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Mm-hmm. Sometimes goes by the name Sean or Tim. <laughs> <laughs> In some circles. Is tapped, and this is major, folks. He's tapped to write and potentially direct the sequel to Suicide Squad. Also known as Joker. Is it a Joker movie? Isn't the Joker in it? I think he's got his own seven movies. Oh, all right. This is separate from it. I think he's in it, but he's separate. It's it's called Suicide Squad. Joker's in this one, but it's not a Joker movie. (laughs) Colon, Joker. Joker. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Colon, World of DC. I am so conflicted about this. Because my natural reaction is to be like... That's hilarious. Like that that is such a a fun uh uh next step in mm-hmm. the saga yeah. of the James Gunn Marvel DC relationship. Like you couldn't ask for something a more perfect yeah. uh one upsmanship um at a critical point yeah. for you know, like when everybody has basically counted DC out. Right, right. Except for Adam. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, it, you could not ask for a better turn of events yeah. to like suddenly re-engage this whole dynamic. Yeah, right. Well, but at the same time, like given that, I'm I'm forced to like hate this development. <laughs> you couldn't ask for a more yeah. obvious and insulting yeah. uh, ploy to get my interest. <laughs> yeah, and it's not even a director. That you're interested in. Yeah, no. I mean, I like James Gunn as a person, but God, I hate all of his it, movies. It would, be, it, 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 it would be like maybe more interesting to you if like it was John Favreau or something. And not to say that you're a yeah. huge Favreau fan, but just but I would, at least someone that you don't have a visceral like dislike for in terms of movie making. Yes. You know, if it was someone like, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of other Marvel directors. That you don't uh, hate. <laughs> Who directed the uh, Incredible Hulk? Was that Edward Norton? Did or he started directing it, didn't he? But then he was fired. Or I feel something. like someone else did, and then he. I feel like oh, he, he took had, over. He had a big hand in like the writing of it. Yeah. Um, well, if it was like that, if it was Edward Norton <clears throat> coming yeah. over or something, yeah. It's uh, I, what's funny about it is the that. This is being sort of looked from. I mean, look, the news is fresh. Yeah, we're okay. still we're still formulating our thoughts yeah, yeah. about this. <laughs> but the idea that this is like a, a feather in their cap, or mm-hmm. like, haha, 
Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we can't make a good movie, but <laughs> we took the guy that you didn't want to use can anymore. mess with your good movies. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very Warner Brothers yeah. DC sort of move, you know? It, it actually feels very like Warner Brothers cartoon Mm-hmm. Looney Tunes uh, yeah. move. <laughs> yeah, Bugs Bunny made this decision. Yes. <laughs> I mean, this it, is the equivalent <laughs> of dropping an anvil on <laughs> Marvel on Kevin Feige as he runs across the, <laughs> yes. the, the studio chasing yeah. James yeah. Gunn. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the, that, you know, this, this is bit, this was done. because of the headline it would get. Yeah, exactly. 10% because someone wants James Gunn to make a Suicide Squad movie. And it's weird to me that that he's making the sequel to Suicide Squad. Yeah. Like, why not give him something new? I guess they want to get him going right away on something, and they don't have anything else. They want to catch him while his his yeah. docket is clear. But like my thinking would be like let him make like the Booster Gold Blue Beetle movie or something. Mm, you know that would be cool. Like give yeah. him something like that. It like Guardians of the Galaxy that is an unknown property to the general public, mm-hmm. and because then he can have you know carte blanche and do what he wants with it. Yeah. Well, I think kind of Suicide Squad is sort of an unknown property to the general public. <laughs> In terms, didn't of like the- eight people see that movie? <laughs> Fair, fair point. Yeah, yeah. And half of them were Adam's family because he drugged them along. Uh, well, and I think <laughs> I think Adam would be quick to point out, and we haven't said this, Academy Award. Oh, Academy Award winning Suicide yeah. Squad. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so Gunn has got big shoes to fill. He does, yeah. Um, you know, as a fan of of James Gunn's and a fan of superheroes and movies. I'm, uh, I don't know. I'm not like excited, but I'm curious to see what he does with what is there. I mean, yeah, that first one was so bad. You know, it just occurred to me that (laughs) why are these, why do all the non Marvel studios make bad guy movies? Huh. Like Sony made that, their Venom they movie. They made a Venom movie. And, and DC made Suicide Squad, and now Jokers 1 through 6 are coming out soon. And, and isn't there like a Green Lantern villain that they were going to make a movie about? Oh, were they going to do like a Sinestro movie or something? Or? I don't know if it was that, but there was <clears throat> something. Were they going to do the Hal Jordan storyline where he becomes Parallax? Maybe. Mm. Adam would probably know. Adam? He's really quiet today. <laughs> he's shocked by the news. Yeah. He's speechless. <laughs> <laughs> he's just sitting here. Uh, eyes wide. Reeling, yeah. reeling <laughs> that the possibilities, the potential. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So, I, well, I was going to say um, I'm, not, I'm not excited but intrigued. And it's I'm trying to move beyond the cynicism of they did this to get the headline, you yeah. know, and to like get for a day a one over on Marvel, <laughs> you know. <clears throat> yeah, well, I think uh, the if they did just get it 
to, to, to just do it to get the headline. I actually like that better mm-hmm. than them actually seriously, you know, pursuing this with an expectation of, you know, anything coming out of it. <laughs> like if, if this is how it goes from here on out, yeah. I'm, I'm absolutely in. If all they're going to do is just like <laughs> announce things <laughs> yeah. to, to mess with Marvel, you know, then I love the DC great worlds it, of DC. If it just was fake stuff too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> cast as uh, <laughs> as Green Lantern or as Hal Jordan, an all female starring, uh, all yeah, female yeah. like uh, produced. Every just everyone involved in the entire production <laughs> is uh, a woman. Yeah, on a movie for DC. I think the Birds of Prey movie is all female. Oh, okay. So they've already done that. Well, then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know where they go now. <laughs> What's really funny about it too is like this James Gunn stuff is coming on after like Henry Cavill's role as Superman is in question. I think it's I don't know if Ben Affleck is still Batman. Yeah, nobody the, knows anything <clears throat> really related to this. Yeah, the, there's all these reports of like what's, you know, are they halting other production, you know, it, Amidst all that, they're like, we got James Gunn <laughs> for a suicide, for suicide Squad too. This one thing yeah. that we're doing, as well as other stuff that we may or may not do. Yeah, and but I think by contrast, it's interesting that um, Marvel hasn't really done anything really, other than dropping the Captain Marvel trailer. Yeah, they've been very quiet. Yeah, they <laughs> they really haven't announced anything. As as I, which I think is good. I mean, they they hit a point with Infinity War where it, I think it's a smart foo smart foo, <laughs> a smart move to quiet down. Yeah, right. Given how Infinity War ends, yes, let everybody just kind of stew yeah. on that for a little bit. Yeah. Well, congratulations, uh, James. Oh, yes. Tim and Sean. Yeah. <laughs> the Gun Brothers. <laughs> um, I was thinking about this. You know, now you know, I'm a Star Trek guy. Yeah. I love Star Trek. Um, and I was, you, there was a conversation happening in a different venue amongst you and others about some bottles oh yeah some labels labeling on bottles yeah <clears throat> and for whatever reason it got me thinking about this bottles that uh quark from deep space nine had at his bar in his bar and my friend well our friend and early early guest archivist brett stelmar yeah. he recently acquired one of these bottles at a thrift shop Wait, wait, wait. He acquired one of the bottles that was Not actually in Quark's un- bar? That's unknown, but it's the same kind of bottle. Like, it's some oh. liquor that, you know, came in this bottle, and, and the production design team at Deep Space Nine bought a bunch of them at some point to use them for Quark's bar, Interesting. right? But I got to thinking about this bottle, and I was like, there's no label on it. And as far as I can remember, there never was a label on it in Deep Space Nine. And then I started thinking, there's really not much branding at all in Star Trek. At all. Yeah, you're right. And it, it is and a brandless it, uh, society. Which, to, its, to an extent, makes sense. Like, the, you know, they, 
the show's all centered around Federation ships or space stations, and yeah. I imagine they're not going to be getting a lot of branded materials in their supplies or, you know, things like that. But yeah, still, everything's, like, government-issued or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, like, it made me, like, really want to see, like, outside of, you know, Starfleet, what what's the branding what does it like? Look like? Yeah, well, know? that's the interesting, like, you could sort of excuse it away for, like, the Federation or even the Klingons or something. Cause they're all, <laughs> um, <laughs> military oriented Klingon brand manager. But, <laughs> but that's what I'm like, think about all yeah, of yeah, the yeah. different societies that they've yeah. interacted with yeah. over the, over the years and various series. And none of them have Ferengi. Had any Ferengi branding. should have all kinds of branding. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, it, and so case in point, Quark's bar should be like covered in it. Oh, yeah. There should be all kinds of labels and, like, advertisements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I hate to do this. I hate to say it, but that's somewhere that, you know, Star Trek fell down in that area Mm. to a certain extent. You You think that's maybe why uh, it doesn't necessarily connect with everybody universally? Yeah, Like, people just can't relate to a a world without labels and advertisements? Well, and, you know, it was shocking... In the sixties, the this this future to see a future where there was no uh, racism, there was no mm-hmm. sexism or you know hate speech or anything like that, and 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 when that crew you know experienced it from other alien races, it was such a you know oh my gosh, oh, these like striking idiots, thing, these primitive people, yeah. You know, oh, well, I'm white on the left side, and, <laughs> and I'm white on the right. That's a classic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it showed us all how stupid we are. <laughs> and so, you know, even then, like, who? it was hard for it to gain a following because people just couldn't imagine a world without those things. And so similarly. I couldn't imagine a world that wasn't stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't. I certainly can't. <laughs> And so now, you know, you, you can't imagine a world that's brandless. Yeah. Oh. I want there to be one brand. Like throughout the entire universe, everybody uses yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Of, yeah. of everything. <clears throat> like one company makes everything. That covers, yeah, yeah, all products. Yeah. 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 I think that, well, isn't there oh. uh Oh, no, go ahead. I was just going to say there could be a brand planet, and that's where it's... Oh, yeah. That's where it's all made. Like that logo uh, board game uh, from a yeah. few years ago, <laughs> or like, you know, like guess yeah. the logo. <laughs> it's like yeah. the, the words are all taken yeah, off of it, right. but you just have to guess the yeah. logo. I never played that, but... Neither did I. <laughs> that's interesting. I'd never thought about that, but there's no brands really in like Star Wars either. Yeah, I was trying to think if Star Wars had much like that... Um, I mean, they have, like, uh, specific models of things. There are models, that's right, of both droids and vehicles. There yeah. are death sticks. Oh, yeah. And I don't know that I ever saw branding. I kind of got the sense that You'll those were, like, homegrown. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to buy any of your death sticks. <laughs> you don't want to sell me death sticks. <laughs> I don't want to sell you death sticks. That's <laughs> Mouse from the Matrix. Oh, is it? Yeah, I think so. Uh huh. But yeah, does Star Wars have any brand? Any branding? At least none that's that's really overt or displayed anywhere. 
It might be. It I might think be in referenced. Coruscant, you kind of see some, you know, like alien gibberish type stuff on on neon signs. Yeah. In in episode two. Yeah, in that exquisite uh, chase sequence. Who makes Japur snippets? <laughs> <laughs> That's a trade secret. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> But I guess there's not really a lot of branding in many science fiction movies, if you think about it, unless it's like a an intentional decision. Well, yeah. yeah like with yeah, like yeah. RoboCop is probably the right. best example. Because that's the whole idea is it's like it was a consumer kind of. Yeah, riff on consumer yeah. culture. I think maybe <clears throat> there's some. Oh, you know, you see it in um, Demolition Man. Oh, yeah. Plenty of branding An there. Equally uh, intelligent yes. uh, take yes. on <laughs> hey, actually, it's pretty culture good. of the day. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, you know, and and to be fair, that's a that's a that's a challenge to create a world that has believable yeah. branding like that. That's you know that would be a lot of work. Yeah. But I ju- I realize as we're talking, we can expect to see some branding finally make its way into the Star Trek universe since Quentin Tarantino is Ooh. directing a Star Trek film. And what's That's that? Right. Is it red apple cigarettes? Red apple cigarettes. I'm sure we'll see some big kahuna burger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We have to Atari Hanzo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it for the percolator this time. We will continue awesome spooky month with the next episode proper. Yeah. On witches. Witches. <laughs> so look for that shortly. That was good. Thanks. I'm scared. <laughs>